Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing my top five foundational skills for simplifying and accelerating your health and fitness journey. Chances are, you probably don't need to add more. You probably need to do less and simplify. There is such a high chance that you need to do a lot less than you think you do when it comes to slaying and thriving on your fitness journey. There are countless things we could be doing to improve our health and get into shape. But the reality is we are going to get probably 80% of the benefits from doing 20% or so of our foundational skills consistently. And when you find those foundational skills and do them consistently, that's going to get you the lion's share of your results. This episode was inspired after my wedding. One more wedding episode. I promise there are powerful parallels here. And then I'll stop talking about it because it was awesome. And we're done. So this idea of not needing to add more and doing less and simplifying helped us have the best wedding ever. Initially, because I am madly in love with Chris and wanted to celebrate like crazy, I wanted to go big with the wedding. I wanted to have it at the Fraser River Lodge. I wanted to have over 100 people, which sounds like a lot, but when you just take my extended family, there's 57 of them right there. I actually wanted to have like a unicorn. I know unicorns aren't real, but I legit wanted a horse with like horns and like a glittery mane, and I wanted people to be able to take pictures with it, all the things. Now, I am someone who thinks big and goes all over the place and and likes things to be a little fancy. And then Chris is such a good partner because he's a very grounding, rational presence that reaches me in when I need it. And he convinced me that We really didn't need a big wedding to make it special. So we ended up doing it at a much smaller venue. We had 44-ish people. And every single one of those people was incredibly close to us. They meant a lot. We didn't have to invite certain people because we were inviting other people. And that meant we had to invite them and this and that. It can happen when you have a bigger group of people. And we kept everything 
so simple. We hired someone to do the decorating, so we didn't have to worry about that. We knew the officiant. We knew the woman who made the cake for us. And the one thing we did splurge a little bit on was the photographer, because you keep the photos forever. And the guy we found was amazing. And I think when all was said or done, said and done, we maybe spent about eight thousand altogether, photographer and everything in. And I was curious, and I looked it up, and the average wedding costs anywhere between twenty to to thirty thousand in Canada. And I realized I didn't need all of that to have an amazing time. So there wasn't a DJ, and. We didn't spend thousands of dollars on flowers or anything along those lines. And now that the wedding's over, I am so happy that we streamlined and simplified and we're super clear on what actually mattered. And we also looked at how we could create as much ease as possible for the special day. Because if you have a bunch of things to keep in order, it's going to create more complexity. And I imagine that's why a lot of brides are super stressed on their wedding day. So I wanted to share that example of thinking I needed to go big and wanting to go big and then actually being much happier with simplifying and streamlining. It created more ease. It created more intimacy. It created more presence and more depth on the day. And I share this. Because it gets to be the same in your health and fitness. You don't have to do all the things. You can choose to make it easy and simplify. I wanted to take some time today to share the basic foundational skills that have given me the biggest payoffs. These are the things that when I do them, everything else becomes unnecessary or the extra benefits they give are negligible. So I can treat any other things I want to do like bonuses. And this also came to me more clearly while I was reading an astrology book. And there's something in astrology called south nodes and north nodes. And south nodes are kind of where you came from, your comfort zone. And your north nodes are what you're here to learn in this lifetime. And they can also be in different houses. And I have, I think, my north node in my third house and my south node in my ninth. But anyways, I was reading about this in a book. And it talked about how if you have this house pairing, you tend to get caught up in big ideas and highfalutin things. And you can become ungrounded. And you can forget about the basics in your everyday life. And at first I read that and I was a little insulted and felt personally attacked. It was definitely a shots fired moment. And I wanted to resist that being true for me. But the fact that I got so emotionally triggered by it was a sign that it was true for me to some degree. And I started to think about how I like to do a lot of things in my own personal growth journey. And I like to layer on fancy stuff, the spirituality, the mindset, the shadow integration stuff on top of everything. When there are times I just need to get back to basics first. 
And I know I need this message sometimes. And I know that you listening want the best for your life. And you probably have a lot of amazing practices. Maybe like me, you sometimes get caught up in the fancy stuff while those basics can get overlooked or neglected at times. So today's episode is really just a invitation for you to look at what are your basic foundational skills that give you the most payoff in your health and fitness journey? And then a question you can ask on a regular basis, particularly when things start to get challenging, are, am I paying attention to my basics? Am I doing my basics consistently? And when the answer is yes to that, then you get to go play with all that fancy stuff. And if the answer is no, maybe making those basics your top priority again is what needs to be done most. These are my top five foundational skills. Yours could be the same, or you could have different ones. This is not meant to be a prescriptive focus on these five things because they're your most important skills. This is me sharing mine, how I prioritize them, and how they produce these life-changing impacts. And as I'm talking about mine, I want you to think, Is this one of my basics or do I have other basics that produce a bigger payoff in my own life? And then again, it's just that invitation for you to come back to those basics. See how consistent those are in your everyday life. So I'm going to start with my list here. And the first foundational skill I have is movement. And this one I do every single day, pretty much without exception. And the reason it's such a foundational skill is it clears stuck energy. It helps me raise my vibration. I'm always listening to these powerful songs and I feel so good after. It gives me endorphins, dopamine, all the things. So this one for me is non-negotiable. And I'm always conscientious to not make this crazy or complicated. I have certain workout styles I love. I have a workout program subscription I follow. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a traditional workout either. It can be getting outside for a walk. It can be yoga, which doesn't happen as often as I'd like still to this day. So if this was a basic foundational skill for you, it's about picking a type of movement you love that you can stick to and then find a way to prioritize and integrate it into your everyday life. My second big one is slow, relaxed, mindful eating. This one is so important to me as someone who has struggled with overeating and binge eating for probably about two decades back in the day. And this one, there are so many reasons why this is so powerful. One is that a lot of our digestion comes from our brain. So if we're eating with distractions and we're not paying attention to our food, we're not going to get that full experience of eating and we'll probably be more likely to overeat or do something along those lines. And then being slow and relaxed as well is putting your body in the prime state for digesting and assimilating nutrients. I also use this one as 
litmus test when I have a craving for something. So if I have a craving for something that isn't a normal part of my eating plan, I will ask myself, am I willing to eat this slowly, mindfully at the kitchen table without distractions? And if the answer is yes, I'll often have some of that food. And if the answer is no, if the answer is I want to stuff it down my face in front of the TV, I know that I probably don't want that food as much as I want to do something to unwind, relax, check out. And that can point me to other actions that are more aligned in that moment. So that is my second foundational skill. Slow, relaxed, mindful eating. At the table, as few distractions as possible, paying attention to the food. The third foundational skill I have is meal planning. And this one takes so much of the decision fatigue and guesswork out of my weeks. Meal prepping is a piece of this as well. So when I have my two or three days working 10 hours building doors, I'm not going to want to do any type of cooking or prep on those days. I want to set myself up to win those days. So I will make sure and prioritize meal planning and prepping for the whole week, but very specifically for those two two or three days. And what that'll look like is I will make egg bites or salmon cakes for breakfast so that in the morning I can just heat those up. That's done. I will also usually have a salad or a soup for lunch and I have all kinds of veggies and protein in there. So I'll either prep my protein for salads or I will make a big batch of soup on the day before I go to work. And then there's lunch. And then I also find that I benefit from having another small meal while I'm there for my third coffee break, Um, just because it is such an active job and I'm doing so much labor. So I've started to make maybe a quinoa dish. This week I have like a craving for potato salad. Um, One that my Oma used to make us, it's got like pickles and apples and that's what I want to eat this week. So I make a batch of that for my second coffee break. And what that does is it prepares me to have a successful week, even though I might not have a lot of time to cook or prep during those days. It also means I have quite a few less decisions to make during the week because I've already decided and I already have those healthy foods handy. And that makes a world of difference. So I cannot say enough about meal planning and meal prepping. My fourth foundational skill is journaling. I do this every single day. I have a process I follow day out, day in, sometimes multiple times a day if it's a hard day. So I use this to unpack stressful events. I use this to coach myself through emotions so I don't feel that need to turn to food. I also use journaling to pick up certain thoughts and beliefs that aren't serving me. It's much easier to do this when writing than when just thinking about it. And once I journal about these, I can intentionally choose new thoughts and new beliefs. Journaling does not need to be complicated or fancy either. I have done many types of journaling, and I have process that I've created for myself that I follow. But even just getting out a journal and free writing with no structure can make a world of difference. At least it has for me. And my fifth 
foundational habit. It's probably going to be a weird one, but it's green tea instead of coffee in the morning. Such a weird one, but it's crazy how much of a difference it makes on my energy, on my mood, on my cravings later on in the day. And there's just such a nice feeling of starting the day with a more nourishing, lower caffeine option. So I have this low caffeine green tea I get from David's tea. I don't put anything in it. So I'm saving myself a lot of sugar and extra stuff that I put in my coffees. And I just feel so much better. So that would be my fifth foundational skill that when I do it, it takes a lot of the struggle out of the later parts of the day. So those were my five foundational skills that make the biggest difference. If I alone focus on those five things, all the other fancy circus trick extra stuff becomes unnecessary or just a bonus that I can choose to do. And again, now I want you to think about what are your foundational basic skills in your health and fitness journey? You're probably going to have maybe three to five of these. And then your challenge is to ask yourself, am I prioritizing these basics most days, if not almost all days? And if the answer is no, you can start to find ways to make these things more of a priority. What might have to change in your life? What might you need to do? Maybe it's putting appointments for meal planning in your calendar. Maybe it is cleaning up the kitchen table so you have a beautiful space to eat slowly and mindfully. Maybe it is finding a friend and holding yourself accountable with them and sharing what your foundational skills are and getting them to share their skills, and then you're checking in with each other afterwards on a daily or weekly basis to see how you're doing. So I hope you have found this episode helpful. I hope that it's grounded you back in these key actions that are going to help you really change the game. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.